Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends, so thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. You are listening to the new man beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lemire. Is money a difficult conversation in your marriage? Do you and your partner focus on solutions or figuring out who's to blame? And if you don't trust yourself to follow through on challenges, then why should your partner trust you either? In today's coaching call, I talk with a guy who's in a contentious marriage that's facing some financial challenges. But when we take a deeper look, we discover that there's something far more toxic poisoning their relationship. We discuss ways to clean up his side of the street, set some healthy boundaries, and put an end to the drama so that both partners can have what they ultimately want. What you're about to hear is an actual coaching call. The person being coached volunteered and gave explicit permission to have our conversation recorded for this podcast. So um, there were a lot of things in the email that you sent me. There are a lot of stuff going on. And and mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that anything we choose here is going to be what we necessarily focus on. But the, it, is, there, is there something that we could pick out and, and use as a trailhead to, to start our conversation today? Um, well, I guess the thing, yeah, the thing that I led with that came out is this um, this tension that's kind of built up, um, you know, based on on money and in our relationship and my, my wife and I and trying to, um, trying to navigate how we, uh, how we handle supporting ourselves in the family and, um, and how we are, how I'm, I'm trying to, uh, support my family and do what I love at the same time. We're both trying to do that. Um, and so there's this tension that's built up, um, between, you know, her, my wife trying to do what she loves to do and being frustrated, not making the money at it that she wants to, and me not making enough now for the family. And so, uh, to, you know, to, to support all of us together, I would love to be able to do that. <clears throat> um, and, uh, me kind of, you know, saying, Hey, I need some help um gently you know over a course of time and then it, it gets it's gotten you know more and more critical um and um gotten to the point where now when we when we talk about it you know she feels like i'm pressuring her and i feel um like um she's put me in a very difficult spot uh f- financially you know us so that's uh yeah so that brings up a lot of those things where um I feel like yeah I, I'm not as successful as I want to be I should you know I, I want to be able to to make as much as I need and um doing what I love and she's in the same boat we're just kind of I take the salary job because I need to pay the bills and um, that's gotten to a point where I'm, I have no, it's become a grind. I have really that, no fire now, um, to drive me. 
like like I like I used to be you know, doing what I loved. There was there was a flow there that I don't feel now. And um yeah, and then I just start to worry about the, you know, big stuff, future of my daughter, um, how to how to, you know, provide financially there. And it becomes now just kind of a grind, kind of a way to to solve a problem rather than uh you know following my my passion which i've kind of done um i i was good at that when i was younger and now i've gotten now i I don't know i've gotten a little a little more cynical maybe lazier and um yeah so that's that's a maybe a good point to start okay let me see if i've got sounds like there's a couple of things going on here which is (laughs) yeah a few the first one is there's the financial situation in your family. What it what it what financial needs your family has, and that on your own to cover that it's not enough currently. And you you would like help from your wife to help out with that. Yeah. And then the next part of that is. Um, somehow by, by going, by supporting the family and supporting her to do whatever it is that she's doing, you're somehow closing the door on being able to do what you're passionate about. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. And then I imagine this starts to create some stinky resentment and funkiness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, uh, yeah, it comes, it boils up a little bit. I try to be aware, not, not to be resentful because at the same time, I, I love her for who she is. And I know that she really, really feels, you know, that she's happiest when she's doing what she loves. And I don't want to put her in a situation where she's doing what I have to do because then now we're two miserable, you know, we're two people that are in the same boat. Um, so to speak. So it creates this, yeah, it creates this little vicious cycle. But then when anything comes up where it's like where she feels she has to sacrifice, um, I'm like, well, wait a minute. I've been sacrificing now for a while. Okay. So you don't want her to sacrifice because you want to see her do her thing in the world. Um, but if she pushes back about sacrificing to help out, you, that's when you do feel your frustration and your resentment. Yeah. Yeah. That's a trigger. Yeah. That's a, uh, where I do feel that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'd like to, yeah. Have, have some, some gratitude or some recognition that, you know, I've, I've had to make some tough choices in order to pay the bills um, okay. and not just be able to follow my dream, so to speak. I can imagine this conversation going down two roads at this point. And the first road is very strategic and, you know, here's the conversations to have and here's the actions to take. It's, it's very nuts and bolts. And then the other lane that this could go down is taking a look at the level of consciousness or the worldview that you're operating that has allowed this. Because my sense is that if that doesn't shift, you'll be right back here within a few weeks or a few months. Mm. I've taken some steps, um, but there's, but I still find myself back to where I am. So, um, it does seem a little bit like a cycle that, um, yeah, that I've, uh, continued to get back in this spot where I'm trying to choose between supporting my family and doing, you know, doing the work that I like to do. Yeah, that's part of it. And then there's also this dynamic, which is somehow you don't have a say or you're afraid to have a say or you're afraid to be firm in whatever's going on financially in the home about about those roles or, or to create a really clear agreement around those things. Because right now it feels very vague. You're mm-hmm. willing to do it up until the point where it doesn't feel good that, and then you have this resentment, but you don't want to have the resentment. You want to support her, but you don't really, you really want her help. There's this really vague place. And I can imagine from the outside, what it's like trying to navigate those mixed, mixed messages. Mm-hmm. Hey babe, it's okay. Go for it. And God damn, I really wish you'd help out. 
Yeah, because we keep hoping, you know, something, you know, it, it, you know, it'll turn around, and and um, and at the same time, hoping she realizes the urgency of it and can step up and and you know make those decisions and and help out. Yeah, yeah, there haven't been a lot of of uh, sitting down to really create some some clear expectations, I guess, in that regard. Yeah, and I'm going to borrow from Steve Chandler here. We're going to we want to move from expectations to agreements. Expectations mm. are one-sided. I held the door for mm-hmm. you. I expect you to say thank you. I let you right. into traffic. I expect you to wave. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the the finances are in this situation. I expect you to make a sacrifice and chip in. Uh, I'm. I'm sacrificing so that I don't have to, you know, I, and I don't get to do the thing that I want. I expect you to sacrifice too and meet me halfway. So all of these are underneath the radar. And whether we, we acknowledge them or recognize them or not, they're in there and they will stink up the place like bad Chinese food in the back of the refrigerator. If we don't clear them out. So agreements are, they involve both people. They're up in the air, we can see them, we can acknowledge them. Okay, great, this is where we are. We have a shared reality, we have a shared sense of what's going on. We have a shared sense of what's gonna be done and by when. And the dynamic that I'm speaking to when I said about these two lanes was getting out of this world of expectations and hoping she'll realize. I think if you go back and listen to this, you'll hear that, that, that you said something in the fact, I'm hoping she'll realize, which is different than we need to sit down and get real. Right. And, and please correct me if I'm missing something here. How's this landing? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's, that resonates pretty well with me, actually, because I feel it probably touches on an issue that we both have with money, which is, you know, we're, we have this kind of vague relationship with it. And, we, you know, yeah, I guess, I guess there's been kind of a hope, you know, hope, uh, keep, keep our heads down or, or keep the right attitude and it'll come in versus, okay, this is, look, this is, this is kind of, let's look at it, pull the veil and look at the ugly head of what, you know, it's, it's, I don't know, it's kind of a love hate relationship, I guess. And I, I recognize that with her a little more, um, and I'm not trying to be um, stereotypical here. She's she's Italian and uh, bo- born and raised there, and they talk they can talk about money in different ways, and um, it's always kind of a um, roundabout roundabout way. So I don't know if that has something to do with it, but in, in any case, there is a yeah, there's something there as far as these 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 ex- being vague around that. When things are vague like this, what I'm aware of is that the dynamic, you, it creates a dynamic where you guys are adversarial. She's in the way mm-hmm. of XYZ for you, or she's contributing to your problem. And possibly in her world, I can only imagine, you know, you just need, if you're, you're the, getting in the way of me doing the thing that I'm dreaming, you're supposed to sacrifice, whatever it is, there's this back and forth. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we're willing to take a look at this problem, get on the same page and acknowledge it, we might find where we can work shoulder to shoulder. This is our challenge to deal with. Let's come up with a solution. And I think ultimately this is what we want and what I've come across with a lot of men, not just you, is that there's a deep fear that we can't solve problems with our partner. Mm Mm-hmm. We can't talk things out. We can't co-create solutions. It's really scary. We might, we can do this with, you know, the guy, the mechanic where he's like, yeah, let me help you out. And you figure out something to do with whatever, but it's, it's the person that I live with. I don't know if we can really solve problems together. It turns personal. It turns into this messy thing. And so I can understand why there, there's even more resistance to lifting that veil, as you said, and taking a look at these stuff because it might, it's about so much more than just this money thing. Yeah. And then, yeah, there, there is an issue there that comes up, which is, you know, feeling that we get into that space. I feel, um, because we both come from pretty critical families. So everybody's pointing the finger all the time. 
and uh, it comes into the forms of communication as well, where we're talking, you get interrupted, somebody jumps in, they 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 already know what you're thinking or about to say, and and then and when we get into you know these conversations, it's a, it's almost like I get preached at because I'm not doing the work on myself that I should from her perspective because she works on works on things in different ways and maybe doesn't see me putting in work she thinks I should be doing on myself. So then it becomes, um, you know, who's it's, yeah, it doesn't feel like a safe space. It becomes whose, um, whose fault is it kind of thing. And also it's like, who's more evolved. I can judge you for yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Cause how, you know, what, what can I do in my position um, as someone who doesn't spend most of my day in personal development or helping others or in tune with all of these things. And um, I couldn't, you know, this is how I feel. I couldn't possibly then bring to the table some, you know, something that would, um, or, or, you know, any criticisms or things that I think that she could be doing better. Okay. Yeah. And then that, so that dynamic, when that, that's a problem when we get into those conversations. And then, and then there's the dynamic of who's being like, I always get thrown back in my face. Oh, so you're, you're perfect. You know, you, you don't have any problems, any issues. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, I'm saying this is something that you could do differently, but I'm not perfect at all. Um, yeah. So feeling vulnerable, I think, and being, you know, being open to, to, to criticism is a, is a, we still have quite a bit of work to do there. Okay. And it sounds like this is where the two of you would really benefit from learning how to solve problems together instead of become, be adversaries to one another. Mm -hmm. When things get personal, it, 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 there's wounds in, in, in the room. There's, there's a lot of past, a lot yeah. of the past is in the room. We're not dealing with problem X, Y, Z here. And so if that kind of reactivity is showing up, Oh, you're perfect or, or here's where you need to do your work or whatever. We're not actually, we, suddenly we're not talking about this challenge anymore. It's gotten personal. Right. And, and I, and, and, you know, and as men, um, we're, we're, this is another generalization, but I think we try to jump to the solution real fast. I've heard that a bunch of times from, pre, from, you know, females in my life and, so there's that as well. Um, being able, I guess, just to, I don't know how to navigate that because I, I, I want to, I want to solve a problem. Okay. What's the solution? Uh, we can, we can whine about it and, and um, argue about whose fault it is for however long you want, but in the end we need to find a solution. So, um, and, and I, and I get, yeah, I get pushed back on that because it's like, okay, you don't, there, I guess, other stages to go through before you probably you find a solution i don't know okay so what do you you know what's your what's your take on that because that's kind of maybe a big a big thing for guys uh in general trying to always find a solution to something yeah i'm not going to take the bait no. on that one i, I don't <laughs> like to do the over generalization stuff yeah, okay but okay um what, what might be happening here is deflection. Mm -hmm. Deflection meaning we, we need to talk about ABC in the, in, in the family or this XYZ with the money. And then whatever happens, that's a threatening place. So now deflections start showing up. It, we start making personal things or we want to figure out whose fault it is. All of those are deflecting from finding a solution to mm -hmm. a challenge. Right. And... If we zoom out, I want to help you with this dynamic, which is you're probably going to have to do the thing that you've been really uncomfortable doing, which is setting boundaries. The reason this happens is because you're allowing it and you're participating in it. You're allowing it and you're participating in it. That's not a condemnation of you. It's just a, if a pattern needs at least two, two folks to take part in. A deflection is allowed to happen if we both get, we both take the bait and we go, we get lost in it. And so I want to help you return the power yeah. back to yourself, which is say, that's great. 
if, if X, Y, Z, if that's the thing, but we still need to solve this problem. We still need to, f- to solve this problem. And I, I want to invite you into this conversation so that we can create a solution together that works for both of us. Would you be willing to do that? And if the, if the two of you can't do this on your own, which makes a lot of sense, a lot of folks have a hard time doing that, especially if we grew up in a family system where that didn't happen, it was just a constant power struggle, then it's time to sit down with a third party. Mm-hmm. But you setting the boundary would be recognizing, I, I don't want to get into the into talking about this. It's not relevant to helping us solve this problem. If you want to, and, and also just setting boundaries when she wants to attack you if that's happening or what are these things are, just say, it's, it's not going to help. Please don't attack me. Right. Yeah. We get derailed quite a bit that way. And then it becomes personal and then it gets messy and then we lose sight of whatever sort of solution we could co-create. Yeah. If I have a, I'm trying to protect something and I'm really not interested in solving this problem. I'm going to create a smoke screen. Hmm. I'm going to derail it. I'm going to get good at derailing it. If, I, if I'm scared of a solution, if I'm scared of, of a change. And so I want you to recognize where the two of you might be scared of a change here. And so getting involved in this pissing match is a way for you to both avoid that thing. Right. And, and absolve ourselves, blame the other person. Yep. And you get to stay in that dynamic. This is why I didn't want to go down this road of like helping you with some strategies and some, you know, tactical shit right off the bat, because I I sense that you're going to be right back here if you don't see this pattern where X, Y, Z is allowed to happen. You're tolerating it within yourself and you're tolerating it with her. Again, it's not a judgment, it's not a condemnation, but I, I want to help you just start to see the things that deflect from solving the problems. Mm hmm. And maybe we could spend some time helping you identify those things and say, okay, that's where I could set boundaries. This is where I could make different requests. This is where we could create different agreements. And if she balks at that, then we need to work with a third party to do this. Yeah. How does that sound? I want to just, I want to, I want to check in with you and just see how that, that, that fits or if I'm missing something. Yeah, no, I'm definitely, I definitely have not been good at keeping, you know, or I've fallen and I've, I've taken the bait um, to use your expression on getting de- you know, derailed some of this stuff. And, um, you know, there are issues that are important for her and I can, we can address those, but then there are other issues that we need to find solutions for and we have to stay focused on those without, yeah, like, and without getting derailed on the other stuff. So it makes sense to me and i'm i'm honestly and sincerely open to finding solutions with her you know i'm not i don't you know i'm i'm willing to admit like that's another thing you know i'll i'll admit um whatever i've done wrong i'll admit it i'm i'm okay with that i would like but then there's this i don't get anything in return there's no like halfway at least that's how i feel about it so uh, yeah, so sincerely committed to making making it work, solving the problems. But I want to address yeah. the the get the halfway thing because if I'm yeah. operating from a place of expectations, I'm holding the door, I'm letting right. you into traffic, and I'm expecting something in return. There, I'm not asking for it. I'm probably not going to get it. Yeah, and if I've trained this person over the years that this is how you can treat me. It's normal now. It's, it is ingrained. So this is where the pattern, it's an opportunity to interrupt the pattern. I would like ABC. I understand that XYZ is going to impact you. Let's figure this out. But would you be willing to do ABC? And you make very clear, explicit requests. Mm-hmm. Not, hey, I'm doing ABC. And she's like, great. <laughs> and you're like, damn. Yeah. You were supposed to read my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this there's a lot here. This is a really complex situation. And I wonder if we could just pick one area or one particular challenge and help you identify the boundaries that you could create. And then also the some new agreements you'd like to create because this is going to be a new behavior for you. This is a new skill to develop. Okay. 
mm-hmm. and you don't get to get it right all the time. But I want to help right. you find some places where you can just start. Maybe it's not the big money thing right off the bat, but it is a place where you can start to do this because she's going to test you. Mm-hmm. When we when we put up a boundary, people just they, they, we're going to get tested. I call it the <laughs> universal nut flick. Like they just it just that little like it just comes along and flicks you right in the nuts, and you're like, oh shit, I didn't know that was coming. And it, yeah. it is. It's going to come yeah. when you when you put up a boundary. That just expect that somebody's going to come along and flick you in the nuts. And it doesn't mean that the boundary is wrong or bad. It's just a test. Mm-hmm. But if we could de- help you develop this skill of what do I want? I want to set this boundary. This isn't okay within me anymore. This is the invitation I'd like to create or the proposal or the request I'd like to create. And you can then rinse and repeat that and build from there. And she will start to learn from your behavior and your consistency. Okay, he's bring, this is who he's showing up as. And more and more as you head into the larger challenges, it's not just coming out of the blue. That's one right. way to look at it. That sounds good. Um, first resistance that comes to my mind for that is i'm very good at at um taking care of myself and um, i have things scheduled in my life and i've created relationships where you know i play sports i have um wine tastings uh i i you know meet i mean yeah i mean certain social engagements and I get that thrown in my face because she doesn't create those and she knows she wants to more. And so now I'm thinking the boundaries, you know, me, me creating boundaries is I I feel like I'm going to get even more pushback because now I'm already accused of taking care of myself or doing my thing or being in my own world. If I consistently set boundaries in other ways. So with this issue with the, maybe with the um, financial responsibilities in the family, then yeah, it's um, going to create even more pushback. You know, I get the image of who's the bigger martyr in my, in the relationship. Cause otherwise you don't have any ground to have a life or do what you want. You got to suffer. Right. I'm <laughs> suffering more. I am the, look at me, look how terrible right. my life, look what I'm doing. <laughs> is there something yeah. there's yeah, a, there's the some victim, element there. victim mentality yeah well it's also like that's the badge of honor like oh i no you don't you don't get to have what you want because i'm the i'm the real suffering here yeah look at my wound look at my sacrifice it's a pissing match yep let's look at that yep because that might be that might be a place to start, which is, are you okay with your relationship being in this? What occurs to me, and at least right now, is just this perpetual pissing match. No. No, I mean, there's, yeah, we both, we both want want more of the relationship. We both want to carve out some quality time for connecting like we used to as well um along, among all these other things and so yeah no um i definitely yeah i'm definitely willing to do what it takes to stop this cycle okay i could imagine that we could go down and we could create a list of the things that really are tough for you in this relationship the dynamics Mm-hmm. And then for each one of those, we could create a correlate, the healthy correlate, the desirable correlate. So instead of, hey, if I, if I have a request or something that I want in my relationship, I don't want something being thrown in my face as a reason for why I can't have it or why I don't deserve it. I want us both to have what we want. I want us both to be on the same page about it instead of being adversarial. So I could imagine creating that and using that as an invitation, would you like this too? Would you like for us to both be on the same page about helping each other in that way instead of being at odds with each other? Instead of finding ways to you know, you know, reveal fault in the other person, we figure things out in a way, okay, let's figure out a way to make it happen instead of this person's wrong, therefore they don't get to have what they want. 
Yeah, that sounds good. I want you to check in because there's a, again, this is part of you taking leadership here. Mm-hmm. What's the relationship you want to have? What's the relationship you would love to invite her into? Because you can solve this money problem. You're going to have another one in two years. You're going to have another version of this thing. This, if this dynamic is what continues. Yeah. I think uh, that clarification would would help diffuse quite a quite a few things, so there's none of the the pissing and pointing. And like, yeah, the question is how to get there in a you know in in a way that's uh, yeah we we need the agreement that just keeps bringing back to this agreement. Can we do it? And if we can't do it, just the two of us, then we yeah then we bring in somebody else to help. Um, so it's an agreement that we all can buy into and we think is fair. Mm-hmm. And it's there, but I could see it being not just something you agree to once and then check out <laughs> and uh, check check back in at the end of the month. You know, it's something that we got to that we're going to have to stay on top of. Yeah. Constantly. Right. Yeah. I think it's helpful to have a shared desired outcome or some kind of shared vision or whatever it is, but something that you're both want, not right. I'm doing this for him or I'm doing this for her. And you're back yeah. in that martyrdom and resentment. But it's a thing like, yeah, I'm, this is what I want. I want to do it with him or I want to do it with her. I want to create this with her. I want, ultimately want this. And I, ulti- I see where we get stuck in a loop. And if we're unconscious, we're going to go down that road. We just know what happens if we're unconscious. So coming back to this shared, desired outcome slash vision, whatever it is. And yeah, we, we keep coming back to that. We slip, fall down, get back up, keep going towards it. Mm-hmm. Your opportunity here is to take the lead in the sense of not to be domineering. My way or the highway, not, not that. But here's right. the vision. Here's what I see possible. What would you like to see? And she, and if she starts launching in with, well, you just need to be a better, <laughs> different person. You're like, great, we're going to go see somebody. I would, will you please go see a third party with me? Right. Cause you need a referee there. Yeah. And cause I've, I've pushed her, you know, to define even more what she wants because I feel like she's always telling me what she doesn't want. And then I feel I have to come up with the, you know, come up with solutions to, make things yeah more interesting or exciting um so yeah that's yeah i definitely think that's an area where we could both work and then you know the risk there is we don't find something that we both want <laughs> yeah it's scary right hmm. what what comes up for you there so if we really start to we're going to get out of vague and we're going to start to clarify the relationship you want, the relationship that would be inspiring for you, that you'd love to co-create with her, and then what what might happen? What's the fear? Right. Well, it's yeah. It feels like there's um, you know, there's been a lot of you know pain in the past and this building up, and the fear is yeah. She really doesn't see me as the person that I am. And then, yeah, it's the fear is it's maybe too late. We could find stuff, we can find stuff to agreements to kind of solve the financial issue. But like you said, you know, is it really something, do we have other things we can find that we want to do together? Well, let me be clear. Doing together doesn't mean you're, you're side by side, but it's, it's that you, our yeah, partners in this in this creation of how you how you go about it you know like you don't, you're not yeah. adversaries in whatever it is that's what i meant by that yeah so the fear is that through this process you might reveal that there's a split there's there's a a split that can't be healed yeah yeah or we just want different things so and would that be yeah. so bad um, that's a i don't i don't want to sound cavalier here mm mm-hmm. mhm but would that be so bad to get that out of the way in terms of like the most compassionate thing you two could do for one another? 
is to be really clear. Wow. We're just, we're not on the same page. Mm -hmm. Would you rather play the game of, yeah, we're totally, we just got to solve this thing. And then, you know, whatever this charade, charade is. Right. Kick the can down the road. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely don't want to waste more time and be stuck for longer in this, in this cycle. It leads to other bad habits that, you know, I do to kind of entertain myself, uh, or, or distract myself. So partying and whatnot. This is the choice point for you because you can make it about her. But I, again, I'm, I'm not trying to find fault here. This, that's not what it is. But I want you to see where this is allowed. Right. This dynamic is allowed. And if so, you were, recognize your part in that, then that's, that is within your control. And it's not allowed anymore. So then it can mm -hmm. move towards health. There's, there can be an invitation. But I can see where, oh, I, I get something out of this dynamic too. I'm allowed to be unconscious or I'm allowed to stick my head in the sand and avoid a scary thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I see that. And so the real, you're saying the real way to avoid this, to stop it from being allowed is to set boundaries. And those boundaries are created through clear agreements. Yeah. We're both. Yeah. And it would actually start with you first. Mm-hmm. Where are you allowed to deflect and bullshit yourself? Once you start, once you clean that up, it's like tuning an instrument. Mm -hmm. Everything else is out of tune. If it's not aligned with, you know, it, otherwise just noise kind of thing, but you tune your instrument to, to what's an integrity for you, things that are out of integrity with you that you just can't, it's like, Oh, it sounds, I can't do it. I can't be involved in that dynamic. If you're out of tune, then it's like, well, whatever. I don't even know what I stand for. I don't, I can be pushed around, whatever. So this starts with your relationship to yourself, mm -hmm. cleaning up your word with yourself, cleaning up your habits, the way that you treat yourself. There's no done. There's no finish line in that. Yeah. But the yeah. more that you do that, you just start to realize like, wow, I wouldn't, I wouldn't allow myself to do that to myself. I, okay. It's not allowed. It's not okay for other people to do that to me either. Yeah. So cleaning up the bullshit with myself is getting clear on, on what I, what I value and asking myself where I'm falling short of that or where I'm deflecting on it. Yeah, can, can you, can you, does an example come to mind? Sure. That you could give me. Well, I'll, I'll throw it back to you. So if there's, if there's places mm -hmm. in your life where you know, you're kind of bullshitting yourself, oh yeah, I'm going to get around to ABC and mm -hmm. it's not happening. What comes to mind? Where I'm bullshitting myself, like. It doesn't have to be a major thing. It could just be like, oh, I'm going to get to the gym. Listen, you're not. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, yeah, there's definitely, you know, <clears throat> areas where like, I want to, I want to continue my, my research, you know, into, um gastronomy and and wine and i used to be very passionate about that and would read in my free time and research it and i found myself just uh you know plopping in front of the tv watching sports instead of instead of doing that yeah same goes i mean you know exercise but but um doing that consistently and then you know, telling myself, hey, I, I would like to set up a, you know, time, carve out time to just sit and connect with my wife. Um, but then she seems like she's busy with something and, you know, I'm tired. And so, um, yeah, I'll just find, find another way to distract myself or entertain myself. Okay. 
you know, one level it's like, oh man, I got it's an, it's more shit to do and all that kind of stuff. But the way that I like to work with this, and when I work with people, is let's find the things that put gas in your tank. Yeah. Little by little, not all right. I'm gonna give myself an existential hernia this week and take on twenty <laughs> things, but just little, little by steps. little. Yeah. So still watch TV, but how about a, an hour on a Saturday morning with a cup of coffee and you do a little research. And then next thing you know, you actually went two hours because it was, you were, you were enjoying yourself and it's just chunking these little bits and pieces. And what it does is you learn to trust yourself. You, you, you actually realize I, I can trust myself. I said I was going to do a thing and I did it. And by doing that, I set a boundary against this bullshit and vague stuff that I can tolerate. If I hear myself, yeah, I'm going to do that in the back of my mind, I also hear, no, you're not. Right. I see your smile, right? Yep. Yeah, I know that <laughs> self-sabotage. And yeah, you know, if I could, if I would rate myself on a scale of, uh, yeah, trust in, in some of these things, it would, yeah, the score would not be good. Okay. I think. If we think of integrity, it's a you think of a of a wall or a building that has integrity. It it uh, can withstand a challenge. Mm-hmm. So something that loses its integrity, it falls down. And that's that's what I like to think of as integrity here, which is can I withstand the challenge or the temptation, which is like ah, oh you know you don't need to do that. Oh oh look, we've got this other thing, and this other distraction. Like that's the pattern. Yeah, which is different than I said I was going to do this because it actually lights me up. It strengthens me. And I enjoy it. But I also know that I've got this temptation to plop down in front of the TV or do whatever. So having that integrity means I can withstand that challenge. I can do the thing anyway. And then, you know, come back to the feeling I feel much better about myself because I did this. And I can trust myself more. Now, when we're interacting with the world, and challenges come our way, we will feel that dissonance. Here comes that challenge. Hey, I said I'd like to do ABC or whatever, and then here's that deflection. Here's that vague thing. Here's that weird expectation. It, it's just much harder to tolerate it. It's like, nah, we can't work with that. Let's figure something else out. Yeah. If you don't trust you, I can guarantee that she doesn't trust you. Yeah. Yep. People pick up on that. Um, subconsciously, subliminally, whatever. And when I've done this work with other men, as soon as they start doing this, and again, it's not a domineering my way or the highway thing, that whole, if their partner has been allowed to act like a princess, teenager, young adolescent kind of thing, they tend to grow up when you start acting like an adult too. Mm-hmm. We regress to these adolescent parts of ourselves when there's no adult in the room. Yeah, that's good. So if we were to zoom out and think about a longer term arc here, it would be helping you develop this integrity with yourself, developing these boundaries based on, I want X, so I set a boundary around it. I protect it. I follow through. I don't allow bullshit expectations and you know um, deflections to push me away from that. Then I also get clear about the things that I want to create in my relationship. And I invite my partner into that conversation. Then this spreads out into the world, into the work you're doing. All of these things that feel out of alignment with you have been allowed to be out of alignment with you. Yeah. And you can correct that. Yeah, it's weird how life... uh puts you in these situations to, you know, <laughs> because we were like, you know, like you said, we're, we're creating them, we're allowing them. So whatever, you either be dragged, you're either dragged along or you, or you choose the direction to go. Are you familiar with the drama triangle? Not the term. I don't think no. Okay. It's, it's major. It's really important. Mm-hmm. The drama triangle is a powerless dynamic. There's a victim, there's a villain, and then there's a rescuer. Mm-hmm. And if we can't recognize that we're in that dynamic with somebody or within ourselves, 
you, you don't get to win. It's not like, oh, I can get good at being in the drama triangle. <laughs> everybody if, loses. Everybody loses, and everybody loses all the time. And it, it's always swapping. So if I mm. am expected to be your hero and I don't follow through, guess what? Now I'm the bad guy. And you launch into me and cut me up, and now I'm the victim. And on and on, all day long, every day, just going round and round and round and round and round. I did an interview with David Emerald. He wrote a great book called The Power of Ted, Ted standing for the empowerment dynamic, which is the opposite of this. So instead of being a victim, we are creators. We ask ourselves, what do I want? What do I want? Given that this is the situation, what do I want? Instead of villains, we are challengers. I'm playing that role in your life right now. I'm not rescuing you. And I'm not beating you up. What a dick. You're such a dumbass. <laughs> no, no, no. What can we do here? Let's figure out it. Let's figure out. It's a challenging conversation for you. It's challenging you to disrupt this pattern. And then instead of being a rescuer, somebody that comes in and solves your problem for you, maybe just that person listens and, and has compassion for you, but they don't rescue. That last one resonates with me quite a bit um, because that's what I, I think I've been trying to do is rescuing. <clears throat> right. Challenging and then rescuing, not really following through because there's no clear boundaries or agreements set. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And what happens when we train people to be rescued is they, great, here, you take it. It's your problem, not mine. Yeah. So a big part of, of this is recognizing where you are participating in this triangle, victim, villain, hero. Mm -hmm. I'm the bad guy right now. I'm the victim right now because she doesn't get ABC about me and you know, all the other stuff. And just recognize, okay, what do I want? What do I want instead? Given that this is happening, what do I want? I want her to rescue me. I want her to figure it out and come. No, that's not it. <laughs> it's about you yeah. taking responsibility. Yeah, there's subtle shifts and they can happen. Yeah, that's yep. actually really, really powerful uh, tool, like you said, image. If you're clear or if you recognize that in any given situation, regardless of what's going on, whether it's your fault or it's somebody else's fault or the freaking universe put a meteor in your living room, it's, you still have a responsibility. Okay, given that this is happening, what do I want? Given that my relationship is this dynamic, what do I want? It's my responsibility to bring that to the world, to bring that to her. Would you be willing to do this? Would you be willing to go on this, co-create this with me? What would have you inspired? But it's, that's going to challenge us because that's where we can be rejected. You named it. Right, that's that point where we might face something scary. And then defining what you want can't just be, I, I want this to stop. Because <laughs> that's just another way of saying it. It can start there, want. though. It can start there. Yeah. I think that's actually valid. Because if, you, if you're just like, oh, I just want something different. Uh, no. If you're really clear, you want this to stop, that's powerful. Mm -hmm. I like to say that relationships can last, but dynamics can end. And this dynamic can end, and it would be your choice. I don't know what the relationship with your wife would look like afterwards, but you have a choice in this dynamic. If you're going to participate it, participate in it further, that's mm -hmm. your choice. If you want it to end, that's your choice. I feel like I, I still need to do better work on on defining what 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 that relation what the want looks like though specifically let's go there i mentioned this earlier yeah you could create a list of all the things you don't like about the things you want it to stop right there's a correlate for each one let's do it right now give me the first thing on the top of your mind something about the relationship or the dynamic that you want to stop <clears throat> i'd want the I guess the dynamic of her not having the time to take care of herself, do the things she loves, and me being accused of just 
doing the things that I love and being in my own world. Okay. You don't get to, that's her choice though. If that's what she wants. So let's make this about you where, and I want to reframe this, which is she can do whatever she wants with her time. And it sounds like you're sick of whatever she chooses to do with her time determines what you can and can't do with yours. So please edit that to, to make it fit for you. Cause again, you're wanting her to change <laughs> so that you can do your thing. She can fuck off whatever she wants over here. Yeah. And she has to take responsibility for that. It's really, she doesn't even have to take responsibility for that. Mm. That's her. That's what I mean. It's like, that's her world. It's not yours. So if she wants to go spend 20 hours a day doing all this other stuff, what is it that you really want for your time? Yeah. Well, I I don't want to feel guilty uh, about, you know, carving out time for myself. Beautiful. So I don't want to feel guilty about having time for myself, which means we could put that into, hey, you do whatever you want with your time and I want to be able to do what I want with my time. Something like that, what would be the... Yeah. Okay. Yep. But then I want to be able to find find time uh, for us to do some things together that we enjoy. Great. Great. What else? Keep going. This is going to feel a little clunky as we as we go through this, but it's a, it's an exercise. Um, well, yeah, I'd like to be able to trust myself more. So set set some commitments um, to accomplish things that I want to accomplish and stick with them. Okay. Instead of pushing things off, yeah. Yeah, so that would be, you know, professional development research. I'm also trying to shift back into a career that I would into an area that I love, kind of working, taking steps towards that. And, um, yeah, physically doing, doing the workouts that I want to do, short workouts. I mean, I really, I just can't even, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes, you know, three times a week mm-hmm. would do it. Mm-hmm. And I still, I still haven't got there. So I beat myself up over that. I want to stop that. So there I'm the victim and the villain, I guess. Right? Yeah, good catch. <laughs> I could hear it in your voice. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not even, I can't do it. And then, <laughs> oh, I'm such a dick for not doing such it. Such a whiner. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. You caught that. That yeah. was great. Yeah. Yeah, I think focusing on trying to find, you know, get a little more fire in my in my life. So focusing on what I, what I love and excites me trying to trying to do that and i guess yeah i definitely need to i liked what you said about the instrument being out of tune like getting to that point where it just you know i can't put up with it i got i got to that point in ironically in in uh gastronomy and wine where i don't tolerate mediocre stuff I won't eat crappy food. I won't drink bad wine, but I'll let other, all this other shit happen in my life. Okay. So that's interesting. Uh, um, just trying to get to that point of integrity in other ways where I just, uh, it just, yeah, I won't put up with it. And there's a, there's a real nuance around that, right? I want to be really clear. It's not a condemn. It's not a condemnation of the other person. It's more, it's an, we got, we got to watch out, right? You're not good enough for me because you're kind of getting a version of that right now from her. You're not, you haven't done your work and whatever. It feels like shit. Yeah. So, but we can pinpoint to the dynamic. Hey, this blaming thing that we do is not okay. I want us to learn to work on things together. And so I might stop if, it, if it's going into the blaming thing or if there's an attack, I'm going to say, pause. We're going to work with a professional on this. I would like to work with a professional. Would you be willing to do that? But it's, it's, it's not allowing that stuff to spin up and spin out of control. And that takes skill. It takes awareness in the first point, and then it takes a skillful, you got to learn how to do that. You have to learn how right. to put a stick in the spokes without it turning into a condemnation of the other person. The, per- the other person might feel that anyway. That's their own shit. Mm. But 
you can learn how to take care of yourself here. So this is the point in the, you know, if, if we were in a long-term coaching relationship, this is, we'd have this high level conversation and then we'd start to chip away at the more specific things that you would do. We right. would create agreements. Mm -hmm. I'd hold you accountable to these things. Resistance is going to come up. Oh, I couldn't do it, man. I had to, you know, go buy toilet paper and so I couldn't get my workouts in this week. It's like, wow. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Fucking, I've heard them all. I've heard them all. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> okay. And we just start to chip away uh, where you can strengthen this integrity with yourself. You build momentum. You start to feel that great feeling of honoring yourself. And you keep moving in that direction. And then it would spread outward into your relationships, et cetera. And so I just want to map that out. That's where it would go. But I'm curious for you, what are you taking away from this call? What's, what are some things that are taken away? Yeah, well, I mean, the big one that hits home is my responsibility in the, in the situation that I'm in, you know, the enabling and accepting. And that's a tough, that's a tough one. When you try to rescue somebody and want to help them, um those are two different things by the way right exactly yeah so I, i've yeah I've, I've identified you know some pretty major enabling rescuing that i've been doing and really not in in, the, in, in this dynamic in my relationship of yeah the, the pissing match and just yeah i get sucked into that <laughs> mm -hmm. um, um, moving expectations to agreements, I think is, is a big, you know, these, you know, you're expecting somebody to react in certain ways and, you know, honor certain things when it hasn't been clear to them, obviously, <laughs> even if you say, you know, even if it's your, your partner and they know they're supposed to know you better than anyone. You feel like, hey, they should get this. They should know, you know, what I'm feeling. And even if they do, you know, even if they do, uh, I think saying it, writing it out, making it clear so that both people are in agreement on it because, yeah, you might be surprised what they actually understand, what she understands. So, yeah. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but it does come down to kind of yeah taking responsibility for kind of what i've enabled and honoring myself uh for for what i want i think a yeah. real win for you if we were to chunk it down is for you to play mm -hmm. monday morning quarterback a little game i call monday morning quarterback where you could look back at the day and just catch where you might have done some rescuing. You might've played the victim in your own life, not to judge or beat yourself up, not at all, but just to recognize, oh, I did it, I did it. I did that thing. And then to imagine, actually visualize what you would have preferred to have done or said. Actually visualize it because still the, the, you know, the brain's got neuroplasticity to, to see yourself do it. You might even feel your heart rate come up as you have this conversation. It's great for your brain to go through that. And then over time, we can right. start to shorten that gap between, okay, that was six hours ago to 60 minutes ago to six minutes ago to real time. We can start to have that. But if we're unaware of it, we don't have a doorway. We don't have a new opportunity. You stepping out of the, the dreaded drama triangle here will have the biggest impact. You can start to recognize it, how you're contributing, and then what some possible um, avenues could be would have a major, major impact. But you got to identify it first. And so if you can do that playfully, like, oh, shit, okay, all right, I did that. I got six points today, you know, or whatever, you know, you catch them. Yeah. Just make it as playful as you can. And without feeling guilty about it, no, or beating no, myself no, no. up, no, yeah, no, that's not gonna help. We don't need another villain in the room, right? So, yeah, just to recognize it, and then you could be like, Man, I have no idea what I would do here. Okay, that's where you could reach out to somebody, that's where you would 
get help with that. Okay, I keep, I keep running into this situation. I need help with this. I need to learn a new skill or what to say or how to do this. And it would identify the places. You might just have one or two or three places that are really challenging for you, and you can learn a skill there. Okay, I'm looking at you. I can That's see good. all the things spinning around in your head. <laughs> There's a lot. Give yourself some space. Take some time. And if you'd like, send me an email and lay out some things that, you, that fit, fit for you how you'd like to proceed. And give yourself some structure and, and just know that at least one person, me, I'm going to hear it and I'll, I'll, I'll be witnessing you. Thank you. Some, some great insights. Um, hard to, hard to continue making excuses, you know, when you kind of pull the veil like that. So I appreciate the, uh, yeah, the insights. Okay, man. It's your choice. How do you proceed? It's all, all up to you. If these interviews are helping you, please leave a positive review on whatever podcast app you use so that others can discover the show more easily.